Hey everyone, my name is Yaro and you're listening to the Creative Nature Podcast. I wanted to give you a little update and also kind of share, since we are in September now, how I'm riding the back to school wave and what my experience with distance learning has been. Um, before I dive in, a few other more logistical updates. Um, over at Yaro Digital, there are still three spots in the Embodied Business Community and I'm also offering business mentoring and tech support again. So if that's something that you're interested in, I'll link to that in the show notes and you can get in touch there. Otherwise, the Stories Weekend is coming up in the last weekend of October and I'm really, yeah, really looking forward to spending some time with everyone. So this is a virtual weekend retreat that you can join from anywhere in the world. It's going to start at 5 p.m. UK time and end at 9 p.m. UK time. And each day there is going to be three sessions with really nice and gentle um, periods of rest and break in between as well. So it's not, you know, hanging in front of Zoom the whole weekend, but it's spending time with like-minded people, learning something new and being creative together. I'm going to read from my book. I'm going to invite you for intention setting and breakout rooms. Um, we'll share a tarot practice. Um, I don't know you know, how you feel, but for me, um, reading tarot together with other people, even if quietly and just journaling, always adds a layer to depth um, compared to doing it by myself. So I'm really looking forward to that. And then I also give an introduction to embroidery workshop, um, and share a little bit about my creative practices this year and how I keep them going. Um, I'll read from some other author, authors, we'll do some journaling together, and then I'll offer a workshop on DIY rituals, um, and we'll close. So if you want to celebrate Samhain, or the turn of the wheel, or just the end of October and the transition into winter time, then please consider joining us. It's currently $40 for the whole weekend um, as an early bird price and there are scholarships available for those that need them. All right, so back to school vibes, my experience with distance studies. Um, I'm not talking about the kind of online courses um, that I offer or that we might be taking as such, but I specifically today wanted to talk a little bit about um, my experience with the Open University and how I got my first degree with them. Um, no one has specifically asked for me to talk about this, um, maybe because no one really knows that that's kind of part of my story, but I am studying with the OU again. I really enjoy them so much, and so since I have this platform, which I'm really grateful for, I wanted to use the opportunity to just talk a little bit about what that's been like for me, why I'm back at university now, and what I would recommend people think about who are maybe interested in studying again as well. So I'll give you a little bit of background to begin with. I started working when I was 11, and weirdly enough, I responded to an ad in a paper, like a physical paper, um, from an ad agency who was looking for um, a student um, support person who would um, do a bit of admin for them. And they invited me to an interview, and I think they really didn't know how old I was at that time. Um, but they hired me. And I really enjoyed working there twice a week. And I also then worked in a hairdresser. I did a lot of babysitting. I was in a pair for many years. Um, I worked in a theater. 
oh my god, I waited tables, I did so many different things. And when I graduated high school, I, you know, I, I enjoyed working and I think I really appreciated education because I knew how hard a long workday could be. But I also didn't really have the confidence to go to a normal university and take out a student loan. I'm from Germany and in Germany you can, you know, university is for free and you can get a partial grant for your living costs. Um, and so you need to pay a bit of that back and it doesn't usually cover your whole living expenses. And I know that's a super privileged situation to be in compared to other people where universities are really expensive to begin with and not everyone has access to that kind of living cost grant or a partial loan. But still, it felt scary to me. I was the first person in my family to go to university at all. And so it hadn't been something that was on my radar growing up necessarily. And I was interested and curious and really keen to learn, but I was just kind of lacking confidence. And the trust that I would make enough money afterwards to pay the loan back if I was going to take one out. So what I decided to do instead um, was to do a two-year vocational training where you'd go um, to a kind of like vocational business college for blocks of six weeks and then you'd go and work in a company for six weeks and you have to apply with the company and then they send you to this uh, business college. Um, so I did that for two years and I'm not gonna lie it was a really, I think it was a difficult time for me because I um, I, I received a small monthly payment to do this um, because I was also working for this company. I think it was about 800 euros. Um, and you still have to pay national insurance and healthcare from that in Germany. It's a bit complicated. I won't go too deeply into the boring stuff around that. But anyway, I think I had about 680 or something left um, after that and that was not enough to live on um, so I had other jobs at that time as well and I enjoyed business college because like I said I really le enjoyed learning and I really felt that I wasn't done with school um, but the blocks of time that I spent in the company I felt were quite difficult for me I dressed really awkwardly there were a lot of expectations around how you know what we should look like and um, I think yeah, I just didn't really understand the social conventions and um, I had one or two good friends who were in my year, but overall I wasn't really relating to kind of the company culture or um, just generally the vibe in that space. And after that, I started working for different e-commerce companies, um, initially as a freelancer. Um, there was one in Hamburg in particular in the country and the, the city that I grew up in. Um, and I really enjoyed working them with them. It was a much more kind of open and friendly and casual environment to be in. And um, they promoted me and they eventually offered me a job in London when this company opened a, a UK office there. And I thought about it and I hadn't really spent any time abroad yet. Many of my friends from high school had done year 10 abroad, um, which I think wouldn't have been the right thing for me to do at that time. But at the same time, I was a bit jealous and I really wanted to learn English and I just hadn't had that chance yet. And so I said yes. 
and went for it and I moved to London when I was 20 and <laughs> I yeah, have many strange disjointed memories from that time I didn't stay very long I think about seven or eight months because it was really really hard I worked super long hours um, for the startup because that was just the culture when you left at 7 p.m people would jokingly ask if you're working part-time now which is really not funny actually and I I mean this was my first full-time job with the first real salary in Edwards that I had but London is one of the most expensive cities in the world so it was actually still quite hard to get by on the money that I was making because I needed a tube uh, ticket that's like the London Underground I think that in itself was like 200 pounds a month and I lived in a tiny tiny box room in Tavernier Park which is in North London on the Northern Line and I say that because the Northern Line is like is like mythically always late and has such a terrible reputation all over the UK. Anyway, so I lived on the Northern Line, two stops north of Camden, and my room was so small that you could either open the door or the wardrobe. So it just had this like tiny single bed, I had a small window, and then um, this little wardrobe, and that was pretty much it. And you really had to you know, you just couldn't, I never invited anyone to that house basically because it was impossible um, to have a guest there and we didn't have a living room, we had a tiny kitchen, I don't think I've ever cooked other than heated up a soup in that space to be honest, so I kind of don't really know what I was eating, um, but yeah, I guess, I guess a lot of sandwiches and stuff. Um, but yeah, so I, I'm really grateful that for that experience because it really gave me the chance to learn English, um, to be abroad, to build some confidence in those things. And um, another memory that I have is that when I had really stressful days, I would go to Tesco's across the road and buy a Krispy Kreme donut. And then very often after work, so our offices back then were near Piccadilly Circus in central London. And I would sometimes go to the big water stones at Piccadilly Circus and if you've never been it's honestly one of the biggest or the biggest bookshop I've ever seen so I didn't know anyone I didn't really have any friends and um, I mean not in London at least and and I just felt really shy about my English as well so I often in the evening went to this bookshop and just hung out in the self-help section uh, looking at books and um, dreaming about the future basically. I did eventually then uh, go to some meetups. Um, I I think that I signed up on meetup.com so that was really useful actually having just moved abroad and that's how I met some of my friends um, but I think that really took me a few months to kind of get there. Anyway this is meant to be about studying so I'm gonna get that too. When I moved to London, I decided to start studying with the Open University and I had had my eyes on them for a while, even in this vocational training that I did. So the Open University is the biggest distance university in the world. Um, I think millions of people at this point have studied with them. You can study from with them from anywhere in the world um, and it is uh, it costs money. It was much, much cheaper when I first did it. Um, I can't remember exactly how much I paid. Let me have a think. I think for my first degree, I paid about four or five thousand pounds. Um, but I was able to pay that in installments over three and a half years. 
and it is much more expensive in England and the rest of the world now and now in Scotland it is very affordable again because undergrad studies generally are free in Scotland even if you already have a first degree. Um, so yeah, as I moved to London, I signed up to study with them. We do have a German distance university as well, but I felt strongly that I wanted to study in English and challenge, my, challenge myself that way. And I also, from experience, I took like a really small class with the German distance university, really didn't enjoy their way of doing things. I felt that the Open University was so much more innovative. I loved their technology much more, their way of thinking and teaching and the culture um, of that institution, which is by no means perfect, but it felt like a better fit for me. I studied uh, with social science and took some business studies classes as well. And then I moved on to creative writing and I did a module, a big module on innovation and design. Um, and then I did some linguistics as well. And even, you know, years before when I was a teenager, I'm embarrassed to admit I really wanted to be a writer after watching Sex in the City and being wanting to be a writer or being a writer has never changed for me that's something I've always loved doing I'm so proud that I published my first book last year I have many more in me I know that but um but yeah I, I watched Sex in the City and I I mean there's so much to say about that show right but I at the time for me again it was a great way to learn English I <clears throat> of course thought everything was so glamorous and I dreamed about having an independent life and growing older and being able to work creatively from home and not needing um, a man necessarily and there's definitely been a lot of queerness in that as well and of course Carrie for example has partners that she loves and she gets married in the end but I think for me I looked at that show and just really wanted to be independent and creative and wild in the big city like these women and so I was really excited to be able to study creative writing and in the years that followed that I published a few poems under a different name which I'm really grateful for because I feel so awkward about them now um, but I think that university experience gave me you know the chance to um, work on my creative writing and and learn more about how to submit work and how to edit it and what to look out for and that kind of stuff. So that was really cool. And I eventually graduated um, years after I left London. So like I said, I was in London for only like seven or eight months. I then moved to Amsterdam and then to Berlin. It was kind of all over the place, I think emotionally and, and geographically at that time. I had a lot of different jobs. I had a lot of different ideas about what I wanted to do with my life. And the Open University gave me the chance to do an open degree where you don't have to follow a really specific or set path through deg degree. So each level that you do, one, two, and three, um, would, you know, usually um, in the UK, a degree would take you three years to do. Um, and each stage of the way, you can decide again which classes you want to take and how you want to bring the credits together that you need for the degree. And of course, it makes sense to really think about the progression of things. You know, it's not a great idea to do, I don't know, um, arts and humanities in year one and then to switch to science is going to be a big challenge because you don't have that foundation. Um, but within the wider areas of um, subjects available, you can actually be really creative. 
And I so appreciate that about DAU because I think that time in our lives is just a time to be playful and experience different things and figure out who we are. And it's really hard to make a choice that's so big for the rest of your life that really sets you on a super specific career path. Um, what I also loved about studying with them, even back then, which is now, so I graduated 10 years ago, and I started studying almost 14 years ago with them. And even then, they really just had such an amazing online system where you'd log on and you would exactly know, you know, where you are in your studies, what you meant to do that week, who your tutor is. Um, back then, at least, you would have a tutor with about 11 or 12 other people and so that would be the person that's correcting your essays and giving you feedback and moderating the online forum and then you'd also have tutorials um they're currently suspended or they're all online rather um but usually on a course you would have in-person tutorials as well um so there were a few times when i traveled um in london to uh, i think goldsmith university it was where they held those tutorials and that was a chance to meet other people. Um, and I really loved it. So now I'm back. <laughs> and of course, things are different. You know, they have learned and technology has evolved. But basically, you choose a course. And at the beginning of term, you get this big parcel from them, which feels like Christmas to me. And um, you've got your books. And then you've got sometimes you have additional books to buy, but not many usually. And they are often ones that you can get secondhand as well or from the library and then you have your study calendar where you can see exactly like I said what you're meant to do each week and then every six weeks or so at least in the humanities modules that I'm taking at the moment you're writing an essay you get feedback you and then you do your own independent reading you have access to this massive online library with them um, which is really such a beautiful resource I could spend hours there getting lost just you know, being curious about stuff and um, yeah, and then you can meet other people currently on online tutorials. In year three, you also have the chance to write longer dissertations if you choose, but you have a lot of um, freedom to kind of look for modules that suit your way of learning. So for example, if you know that you are not the kind of person who enjoys independent study and writing longer essays or dissertations, then you could choose a module where you write an exam for, at the end. That's something I kind of have been avoiding. I think I have only had one exam with the EU for my whole degree, and otherwise I've just been writing essays and, um, and the dissertation. The philosophy module I took last year would have had an exam, but because of the pandemic it was changed to be an at-home exam. So that was cool because you got your questions in the morning and you had all day um, to write in them. So it would have been a three-hour um, exam, but you had three days to complete. Um, you wouldn't know the questions ahead, but it was open book, so you could you know, look stuff up as you were writing and you could make your tea and cuddle your dogs and go for a walk if you can walk, which I couldn't. But anyway, different story. Um, and I love that way of working. I could got a good mark and I felt really proud of myself because I don't know you know I had never studied philosophy before um I went for a year two module because I'm now studying for a second open bachelor's degree and a lot of the credit that I have for my first degree is being counted so that I could start in year two basically and um and I loved philosophy so much I think for me 
Um, I started studying in September 2020 and I finished in June 2021 and so that was at least so far the hardest part of the pandemic because it was the winter and then the spring after my accident and so I couldn't physically move a lot and I was inside a ton because we were mostly in lockdowns in that time but it still felt like I was moving forward in my life in some way and for that I'm so grateful because I learned something completely new that is going to inform my work I hope in ways that maybe I don't really know about yet you know maybe I'll write different things and uh, maybe a magazine about philosophy I think philosophy is something that really should be for everyone and that shouldn't be a subject that is um yeah just for a few people who can afford that kind of thing to study it's so enriching it really made me think about life and and the planet and the human experience differently and yeah like I said that's really cool um this term so starting now with this academic year I'm doing a big module on classical mythology which I'm also really excited for um I've always loved stories and telling um you know, telling things, <laughs> storytelling, and I, I really believe in the power of narrative and how it can be really beautiful for some of us to relate to ancient archetypes in ways that maybe help us to think beyond our own lived experience right now and understand our identities and experiences and maybe also our struggles as part of a bigger picture that goes you know, that's so much bigger than our little lives right now. I should get my books of, uh, box of books tomorrow. Uh, I cannot wait. I'm so excited. I have started doing some reading online already. Um, I put all the dates for the tutorials in my calendar, and I'm just grateful that I get to do that. Um, I'm just looking at my notes now. What else do I want to share? I... Yeah, so I've been thinking a little bit more about like, you know, how does that relate to my work? And I am planning currently to graduate next summer with another open degree in creative writing, philosophy and mythology. And I'm hoping for that to inform my writing some more, um, to maybe share some of more of these um, practices and ideas with people in some kind of more informal setting. Um, I can imagine doing the DMA in classical studies or philosophy that the Open University offers if I can secure funding. Um, I would be really excited to write another postgraduate dissertation. I have an MA in creative media from the University of Brighton, which I did in my late um, 20s and really loved. I was uh, lucky to have a grant from Germany um, and that was such a cool experience. So. I'm really not done learning and that would be great and I also think that um it will inform my tarot reading so I'm offering tarot readings again after taking a break that I needed to feel kind of re-inspired and enchanted by that practice again and I hope and think that studying philosophy and mythology now and creative writing um, is maybe helping me to bring more depth to my readings and to tell more beautiful stories um but I also want to say I think it's just so valid and so beautiful to be able to study without always keeping our eyes on what's next or what how is that 
related to our work. Um, I really want to hold that. I am allowed to study just because I want to, because I'm curious and because I love doing it. And I'm, you know, I have found this way of, of studying that really works for me. Um, I don't think that I would have graduated if I had gone to a conventional university. I think I would have probably been really overwhelmed with um, moving away from home at the same time as learning another language and trying to make new friends. And I think starting to work in, when I was 20 or 18 when I did the training kind of gave me confidence in a different way that I could make my own money and that I wouldn't need to rely on my parents which who couldn't have supported me financially anyway even if they had wanted to um and so I'm glad you know sometimes definitely have moments of thinking this is such a formative period in many people's lives to go to college and to live in dorms and do all these things people do and I've missed out on that in some ways, but I've gained some really lovely other experiences. And at least for my first degree, I, I didn't need to go into debt. I mean, I, yeah, I did take a bit of a small loan out in the end, but nothing compared to what it would have been if I had gone to a normal university and hadn't worked at the same time, which, yes, was really stressful. Um, And I definitely wouldn't do that again to the same extent, you know, like when I did my first degree I think I was so driven by fear in a way like I really wanted to prove myself and I thought I would never get anywhere without a degree which I totally don't you know I totally don't feel that way anymore I think university education is great if it's your thing but there's so many different kinds of intelligence and um I really hate that we tell young people to see that as the only way right like um, anyway but that was what I was feeling at the time I felt under pressure to get a degree um, as soon as possible and I took only three and a half years to complete it even though I was working full-time and so the grades I got weren't really good and I was just constantly stressed and overwhelmed and didn't have much left for a social life or just taking care of myself and others and I certainly wouldn't do that to myself again. I'm taking it so much more um, slow now. I um, really just study part-time and I work part-time and I check in with myself to make sure it's an enjoyable experience. So in a way, for me right now, this also feels like going back in time and gifting myself something, this carefree experience of learning that I wish that I had had as a younger person. So anyway, that's my story and I hope maybe this has given you some ideas or um, things you want to reflect on. Um, the, you know, I love the Open University. I think they're amazing. There are a lot of free open online courses from so many different universities online and, you know, maybe you feel inspired to learn something new or and explore a subject that you've never really considered. Um, for me, it's been something that really gave me... Um, confidence in a difficult pandemic time so yeah that was my little waffle um creative space sessions are back as well if you want to come and be creative with us become a patron at any level it's the first saturday each month we hang out together like candles and do crafty stuff or some writing and journaling it's really lovely and if you want to spend a whole weekend together in ritual then please join the stories weekend. I'll link to that in the show notes. Thank you for listening.